This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Isn't this fun? Lovely stroll on the moors. Did you hear that? I heard that. What is it? You think it's a dog? Nice doggy. Good boy. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. A wolf. My friend Jack was just here. Told me that I will become a monster in two days. Your dead friend, Jack. Yes. Gotta believe me, David. Believe what? You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're gonna change. A what? You'll become. I know. I know. A monster. A naked American man stole my balloon. What? What did I do last night? You don't remember? The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. Run! Good Lord. Hey nerds, it's Sammy, and this is Barrel Age Chicks. Let's do this. Tonight on panel we have... <laughs> no, we're fine. And finally... Hi, this is Crystal, and I make everything awkward. Welcome to this episode... This episode of uh, Barrel Age Chicks. Barrel Age Chicks. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Yay! Because this will be out Ooh. for a spooky season. Happy Halloween! Spooky snow. <laughs> <laughs> Why do things get inherently more scary? God. I don't think that's so scary. <laughs> well, see, when you're in a, in a horror movie kind of thing, where people get really quiet like that, it does get scary. But do you remember, I can't remember what movie we were doing, but we all just started whispering at each other, and out of nowhere, Sammy was like, wouldn't it be terrible for all those So suddenly we got all loud again. <laughs> I might have made a few listeners bleep from the ears. <laughs> Sorry. I do that every day. But it's just my regular <laughs> voice. Sorry, guys. All right, so it is Saturday, and we are here to record. And tonight we are tackling An American Werewolf in London from 1981 by John Landis. I am so excited about this because I love it to werewolves. Um, no, dude, really? Yes, a little bit. I... <laughs> oh, don't forget about the ending. Your face. Oh, I forgot I put that on there. Do what? Oh, he took it off. Good. It doesn't explode anymore. Oh, yes. No, that was very sad. The first time Ron put on the werewolf noise, at uh, the end there was like... Like a oh, bomb. Did somebody blew it up? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> they blew it up. It was Ahmed, the dead terrorist. He was there. He doesn't want to come it, it made me very sad. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. No, it was this. Oh, that they followed. went together? Yes. Yes, <laughs> they did the wolf howl and then that, and I was like, oh. Well, that's really? what you do to get rid of the wolf. You blew it up. <laughs> you blew it up. Blew it up. <laughs> All right. So first, we are going to kick things off with the cocktail. Mm-hmm. I am calling this an a, were- a werewolf blue moon. 
because it's supposed to be a blue moon, but I didn't have half the shit. So there you go. <laughs> so it's just blue. No, it's a werewolf blue moon. It's a frosty blue milks. Yeah, All I was right. say, it sort of looks like Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it, she did, she got that was a delicious drink, so I'm kind of excited. Know. We'll find out. We'll find out. So, Does uh, it taste like melted ice cream? I don't know. <laughs> it might. <laughs> we, we'll, y'all will find out. All right, so please go ahead and give them a try, guys. Cheers. I will clink. <laughs> I can, I have styrofoam Snow cup. Said no That's things. fucked up. I what? have a styrofoam cup. Mine won't clink. Here we go. Mine softly taps. Boop. <laughs> All right. Got to sound there we it go. out. All right. There we are. Salute. Cheers. What do you have in this fucking drink? I will get to that. If I had my phone. It's not good right off the bat, but then as soon as you sip it and like it's out of your mouth, it's fantastic. Once it's not in your mouth, it tastes good. No, no, no. Like it's got Wait. the, the <laughs> I, That's how my how brain. That that's how my brain took it, and I was like, I'm confused. You know what it tastes no, like? like when you have when you first take that sip, you taste the alcohol, mm. and then as soon as that's gone, all you have left is like mm, really sweet ice cream. There's a lot of alcohol in it. The okay. alcohol yes. burns immediately yeah, there, goes away, and you're left with like a really good melted ice cream taste. Uh, okay, see, this is the weird thing. This kind of tastes like the uh, medicine. No, what all right. It tastes like an older, like cheaper version of mint chocolate chip ice cream without the mint. Yes. So that wouldn't that just be like chocolate chip ice, ice cream? Yeah, but it still has that flavor <laughs> that mint chocolate chip ice cream has. It's kind of weird how I think to you're explain. Saying mint chocolate chip ice cream without the chocolate. You said without the mint. There's no mint. Either. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's just it. It's got the taste. Well, there's no chocolate in this, so it's not bad actually. I mean, it's not. It's not horrible. It's. Right. I have to admit, I am getting over being super, super, super hella sick this week, so my taste buds are jacked, so I'm probably not the best judge. But I like the creamy and the cold. All right. Well, there's that. All right. So what this drink... So that's a ticket? Creamy you know and cold. Creamy and cold. Not body temperature. Got it. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and give my review. I give this a two. It's not bad. I actually don't mind it. Woo! I actually like it. It's uh, The taste is actually growing on me. Believe Yay! It or not. I, I mean, I can't explain what it is, but it's good. It's not bad. It's a lot of alcohol. I want to know what's in it. All right. So it is. These are approximates. I'm going to go read off of what uh, the original was, and then I'll throw in my variations. So it's a cup of crushed ice. Um, it is a quarter cup of I did vanilla vodka. The original was for just vodka. Um, a quarter cup of blue carousel. Um, a quarter cup of whipping cream. And then it said vanilla flavored syrup, but I did the vodka, so I just put simple syrup in. And then instead of two fr fresh squeeze, uh, two tablespoons of fresh squeeze, squeeze, fuck me running, two tablespoons of fresh squeeze orange juice. There we, there go. we go. Enunciation. I threw in a Capri Sun <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't have, I didn't have orange juice. What flavor Capri Sun? Fruit punch. And then um, I put in one of the mini bottles of Grand Marnier. Okay. Just because. And then a little splash of triple sec. No, because so it was, much alcohol. It was going it. for orange, so I wanted orange to be there, and then but I blended. But it's blue. Well, it's confused. <laughs> so what the hell makes this thing blue though? Um, the because the original, originally, oh, yeah, yeah, the oh, blue carousel. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, the blue carousel. I missed that part. And so originally it was a blue moon, but because I made some changes, I'm calling it a werewolf blue moon. <laughs> Which I think because uh, it's not quite the same. It's a little different. It doesn't actually have blue moon. No blue moon. Yeah, you scared the shit out of me. I'm like, no, I don't do beer. No, and Ron straight up was like, so you're getting a beer? Because I go, I think I'm going to do a blue moon. He goes, oh, so you're going to get a beer? I'm like, no, there's a cocktail called a blue moon. <laughs> and then, ergo, ba -da -ba -da, 
That is what I ended up doing. Yeah, we would have had a first in podcast history of someone refusing to drink their drink because, no. like, nah. no. I know that you, the, you, the ladies are not beer fans. I'm not going to subject them to that. So, no, thank you. I, I don't have to drink it, so I'm not going to like force it on other people. I'm gonna. What do you think? There's snow. <laughs> I gave a Ragnar the hiccups. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm gonna go with a one and a half for mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it uh, tastes, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take a, ta- a texture plus. Yeah, that's fine. It, it, no, it feels good. It tastes weird, but everything tastes weird right now. So I, I'm really a terrible judge of character for drinks. For this drink, and in it's general, shady. it's shady. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel all right. What about you, Ragnar? It's, it's it's a lot of alcohol, and that's all I taste. Is the alcohol, I wanted to make sure. Why I think it's. Med- I wanted I, to kill any more of a, like last minute bugs that are in your system. <laughs> I wanted to napalm. I, I, I want that too. I will You're drink welcome. Lysol at this point. As I'm not <laughs> kidding. Shit. Well, at least it tastes. Right there, right it's got pleasant mouthfeel. It, it has pleasant <laughs> mouthfeel. It tastes like Lysol and has a pleasant mouthfeel. One and a half. Hey, I'll take it. One and a half is not too bad. How about you, Ragnar? You make no goddamn sense. You've been married to me for almost 20 years. Of course I don't make sense. I know. I'm used to it. You should be. Aw, you two are adorkable. I love it. So Ragnar, what is your review? He's like going at it like a milkshake. <laughs> you have to drive later. Shammy. <laughs> Yay! Well done. Mouse already finished hers. I'm excited to hear oh, Mouse. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, you're up here talking about no, no, oh, Ragnar. He's Ragnar's, like a Rag, Ragnar's on, on first, and then I want to hear Mouse because she powerhouse that bitch. <laughs> She's going to be feeling no pain. Yay! No. All right, Ragnar. She better come and pick her up right. later. It's weird. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Oh. It's weird, right? Thank you. So it's not it just is. me and my weird taste. No, it's right not. Now. It's not. You're weird anyways, but this is weird. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. Is it weird t- bad? No, it's not bad. It's, it's good hard weird. To pinpoint. It's a good weird. Yes! It's got like it's uh, me. So, so the vanilla vodka you can taste. Okay. But it's it's like it's it's faint, but then it like it decides to say, fuck you, I'm coming back. Yeah. Can you taste the fruit punch? No. Because I get a, a little smidge, smidge of it. Okay, good. So I'm not the only one. Just a smidge of it. It's surprisingly tasty. So how many middle fingers? I'd give it two. There you Yay! Go. Woo-hoo! Bam! I would drink this one again. Oh well, there's some still in the blender. <laughs> I feel like I should give it two just because I'm sure it tastes better than I can taste. I, that's up to you, girl. If you want to up, right you know. Oh, what? this it's so bad. What yesterday I ate bad cheese and didn't realize it was <gasps> oh. bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe you should go to a two. Yeah. I'm just saying that's just what, so it, moldy. That's no, bad. No, no, it wasn't. It was moldy. just sour. It, it was sour. It, 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 it had a. Um, a musky, like a sour, oh, like, sh- like when shredded cheese gets wet in the bag, and you can s- you open it up and you smell it. Yeah, yeah but it yeah, wasn't wet; musk. it was dry. The cheese musk. But I couldn't <sighs> smell or taste it, and they could, and they were like, "Yeah, we can't eat our food." And I was like, "It tastes fine to me." I, like, <laughs> I ate the whole thing. <laughs> My stomach hurt a little bit. I bet. <laughs> really? Mm, food poisoning. Delicious. One more thing I need this week. Man, we're just abusing our guts. I'm over here killing pound after pound of grapes, and you're eating rotten cheese. <laughs> Not all, today. All I did was just take out a small flock of her chickens today. <laughs> I was so hungry. You're uh, always hungry. I know. I'm a bottomless pit. <laughs> you are. Um. So snow. Are, are we going to upgrade? Or are we going to keep it one and a half? I'll give it a two. Yes. Because my my mouth sucks. Fuck yeah. Woo. All right, mouse. Your yep. two. Yay. Woo. And all around the fences. Yay. 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 Yay.
It tastes like it grows for, for to me, it tastes like cough syrup with a milkshake. Which sounds exactly like what you need right now. <laughs> yeah. Emily, like it's medicinal. We're your, good. Your yeah. taste buds must be medicinal. Hey, you know what? I'm all oh, about my, no, my I'm whole all mouth about is, medicinal. It's because of that. the amount of alcohol in it, yeah. which is why that's all I taste. I'm and I've been palming. drinking NyQuil like it's water. Water, yeah. Like I am so. napalming any last bacteria for snow right now. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel fine. You got a lot in here. There so. is a lot of there it. Was. And a lot of it cancels each other out. Hey, this is Sammy from Barrel Age Chicks. Thanks for listening to our show, and please enjoy this commercial. What's up, Goreheads? This is Ben and Nancy from the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. We like to bicker, complain, needle, and criticize. And if we're lucky, we'll squeeze a horror movie review in there somewhere. We've been married a long time, so we know how to argue. Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you decide who's right or wrong in the argument. American Werewolf in London. I'm super duper excited to do this film. And again, this is a John Landis film. John Landis um, is, of course, known for his uh, Blues Brothers National Lampoons, uh, Animal House, Trading Places, Spies Like Us, Three Amigos, Coming to America. And then he went from thriller. Yes, he went from comedies to wanting to do some horror, and he did Into the Night, Innocent Blood, and then, of course, An American Werewolf in London. So this film was his horror movie. And he actually, this movie took 11 years to go from concept to actual film. Wow. Yes, he actually came up with it when he was a... Uh, production assistant um, in Yugoslavia when he was 18. Oh, wow. He dropped out of high school, got into um, film, and went over there, and he was um, helping on Kelly's Heroes in 1970. And he was actually with, I can't remember the name of the gentleman with him, but a Yugoslavian gentleman that was with him. And he, writ- he while there, he witnessed a gypsy or a Roma uh, burial ritual. Okay. Where he saw basically this this group of gypsies, they had this body wrapped up in rosaries and garlic, and they were burying him at a cross at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, John Landis is asking his Yugoslavian friend, like, what's going on? And, and the Yugoslavian is asking, like, what's happening? Well, the reason why they went through all of this is because the person being buried was had done like a really bad crime, like murder or rape or something terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did not want him coming back from the dead. They okay. wanted to make sure if they planted him in the ground, he stayed in the ground. So it was to prevent him being a zombie. So in order to not have zombies, you have to do a Yugoslavian burial ritual. Yes, okay. apparently. Well, Good to know. Well, a, a Roma or a gypsy, Yugoslavian gypsy burial yeah. ritual. So, um, and uh, he was just fascinated by it. And so then he basically was like, well, what would you do if you were toe-to-toe with the supernatural? What 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 would yeah. you do as the average person if next thing you knew, you put a body in the ground and a zombie popped up Yeah, in real life? And he was just fascinated with it. And that eventually became an American werewolf in London. So, yeah. So after witnessing that burial, um, it gave him that idea. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of held on to it. Um, he went on to... His first production was the write and direct was uh, it was called Schlock I think is how it's pronounced from seventy eight. It was about this man ape, who monster basically who ends up falling in love with a, or a blind girl ends up falling in love with thinking that he's a dog. 
So well, again, it was that comedy kind of thing. It's interesting because um, Rick Baker and him have this long-standing history. Oh and yeah. Even in Schlock, they were. Yes, that was the were, first. Their yeah. first uh, co- collaboration. Co-op. Yeah, collaboration. And I mean, they their dynamic. Mm. I mean, with this film, the CG or not CGI, sweet Jesus, the practical effects that Rick Baker came up with. Oh, it's were incredible. Ground, they were groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, he devised this whole piston system with syringes and all of this for extension for this, because this was the first on-screen full transformation of a werewolf ever done in bright light. Yeah. No shadows, no being sneaky sneaky. Yeah. And that's what Landis wanted. Yeah. He wanted to see that. He didn't want the classic, you know, um, a lot of things that influenced us was, of course, 1941, The Wolf Man. Yeah. Um, where you see Lon Chaney and you see him go past the pillars and each time he's a little more of the werewolf. Right. And so on. Um, and they're like, I mean, of course, they're like, we could do this, but they they didn't want to. They right. wanted to blow the doors off, and they did. Well, what's really cool with Rick Baker is, cause I'm a huge fan of, of his. Oh, he's fantastic. I've been following him since I was in high school. And um, with this, this is his first break. Like, he had only done, mm-hmm. like, two or three things before this movie. Yep. And then he creates these amazing special effects that nobody's ever seen before. So their whole collaboration was just really fantastic with the way it came together. But, yeah, no, Rick Baker, This he actually won the competitive Oscar for this was Ameri- the This was the inaugural makeup yep. Oscar was yep. this one. Was this one. For this movie. Um, for an American werewolf yeah. in London. And prior to that, and I, I did find this, uh, Rick Baker, and I'm pretty sure this is why you're a fan, it was he did the original cantina scene in Star Wars. He no, helped. that's actually not what did it for me. It was Thriller. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which, I, which is, again, Jonathan Which was going to be my next thing. Yeah, it's John, John Landis. Landis. But it's funny because Rock you're talking thriller. about how, how he came up with this idea back in Yugoslavia was the idea of zombies and what is Thriller. It's zombies and a werewolf cat. Yeah. It's a werecat, but werewolf. Werecat, yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact same thing is, is for Thriller. And they were going for werewolf, mm-hmm. but the reason that they didn't go four-legged with Michael Jackson was, one, because they wanted him to be able to dance. Um, yeah. So they, they did. And it is. It is definitely Cats more cat-esque. Four legs. Shut up, Snow. I'm they also fit. don't stand up on their back legs. I've seen some cats that do. Um, <laughs> dogs do it too. Dogs do it too, especially the amputee dogs. They're trying to humans, <laughs> not those. They only have, they only have that option, <laughs> and they're so cute. They look like dobbies. I know. They, they like hop dobbies. around like little kangaroos. I know. They're so cute. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> um, and then some other cool things about Rick Baker was that he apprenticed under Dick Smith, who did um, very famous for The Exorcist uh-huh. and the effects on that, um, and. The fact that this film helped not only, like, break the doors, like we said, with special effects, but it went on to affect so many future amazing films, like The Thing, the remake of The Thing in the 80s, The Fly, Poltergeist, all of those iconic horror movies all were, drew from An American Werewolf in London and the technology that came about from it. Yeah. Um, One thing that I found in research that was kind of funny is that when John Landis was waiting to get financing for this film, um, which I will get to all the the breakdown here in a few minutes. We're just getting into a little bit about Landis because he's a really cool director. Um, was that waiting for waiting for funding? Um, Rick Baker actually went and was proposed by Joe Dante to do the Howling in 1981, <laughs> and so he's like, okay, well, there's no money coming through from Landis, so okay, cool, I'll go over here and I'll do this werewolf movie, basically. And then John Landis got his funding, and he's like, hey, let's do an American werewolf. And Rick Baker's like, 
I'm already doing a werewolf movie. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's like, did you, and, and Landis literally was like, did you show him like the stuff and, and everything? And he's like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, you bastard. Like he lost his shit. He was so upset. And so what ended up happening Yeah, they was, both released the same year. Yes, they did. They did. And, and, um, competition. Yeah. Even though funnily enough, neither one of the directors like saw it as competition. Yeah. Which was kind of, kind of cool. Um, that there's like not hard feelings and stuff or like pissing contests, which was, I thought was kind of cool. Are the werewolves very similar? No. That no. would be funny if no. they were. Um, so uh, totally fact, different. And I fact, will be tackling the howling in another episode, in a future yes, episode. Because yeah. it's I've amazing. never seen it. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the werewolves are totally different beasts. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry. <laughs> it was so easy. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's... You're punny. I am punny. Uh, so Rick Baker obviously couldn't be in two places at once. So he ended up handing the howling off to his under or his apprentice, uh, Rob Botton, uh, Rob Bowden. And uh, Rob Bowden did an amazing job in The Howling. It mm -hmm. is a fantastic um, werewolf movie by Joe Dante. You know, Gremlins, you know, can't go wrong with Joe Dante. I love Joe, Joe Dante. Um, and yeah, it's it's a super fun one that I hope, well, that eventually we will tackle, hopefully on Barely Chicks. Um, we'll get there. It's we'll get list there. Is. It's on the list. All right, so let's go ahead and get through. Um, so you mentioned Thriller Snow. Yes. And I did want to talk about that. I love um, Thriller. Because it's an amazing... Epic um, I'll have video. to. I'll want to put in a little snippet of Thriller. Just enough. Not to have copyright infringement, but I'll... Dun, dun. Thriller. Dun, thriller. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Ba, 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 da, ba. I know. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. There's, that's how you avoid your copyright. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, and Thriller, made in 1983 for, with Michael Jackson. I mean, that music video, again, you want to talk about iconic and yes. blowing the doors off and setting a brand new standard yeah. for music videos through MTV. Yes. Um, it was voted the best music video overall. Yeah. It is also Viewer's Choice, the Video Vanguard Award for the greatest video in the history of the world. Yeah. You want to talk about some bragging rights, John Landis. Holy smokes. Well, like how many decades is it later? And, and people still, still know exactly how to do the dance. And still do the dance. It's and it's amazing. I like, play I'm it sitting all the in time. my car and I'm like, mm, I graduated mm, in 2017 and there was uh, uh, three uh, or four people that were dancing I was that dance pregnant in prom. with my fourth yeah. child. <laughs> <laughs> We love the mouse. <laughs> she makes us feel so old. My favorite thing is to remind the guys and watch it wash over their faces. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh, but no, it, it it is. It is like you said, you can't you can't not know what thriller is. Yeah. You are going to see it at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing because it's amazing. My yes. all-time favorite part of it is Vincent Price doing the narration. Yeah. Oh, I love me some Vincent Price. I love his voice. I loved him in the original Fly. I loved him in House on Hill. Like it's actually exactly forty years old this year, 1983. For what? Thriller. For thriller. Yes, forty yes, years it is. old. Forty years old. <laughs> yeah, because American Werewolf is forty-two. Uh, so um, super, super duper cool. Like you know stuff like that. But unfortunately, with the sweet come the sour because. John Landis did end up getting blacklisted due to what happened on Twilight, the Twilight Zone movie set, where he had a helicopter that decapitated Vic Morrow oh, into children actors. I saw actors. the video of this. <gasps> yeah. It yeah. was terrible. Yeah. I, I was and, watching it on Shudder. There was a show. 
It was like the worst things to ever happen Heather on film. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yep. It like the chilled. Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. The movie in 1983. Oh. Um, that was him. That was he was Ooh. directing that. John Landis was directing it, and Vic Morrow and two children died <gasps> on scene being decapitated by a helicopter. Jesus. Um, and so yeah, so that definitely, obviously, pretty much put a put a, a fork. In, yeah. in 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 Landis's uh, direction from then You're on. You're done. Yeah, a little You're bit. You're done enough. A little bit. Stop trying. Um. So, all right. So, American Werewolf in London, um, was released August twenty first of nineteen eighty one in the U S. Um. In opening, uh, it was budgeted at ten million dollars. Opening weekend only made three million seven hundred thousand ish dollars, and it grossed thirty million five hundred six. Uh, five hundred. That's really good. Thousand or so. So it was. It was a success, yeah. especially back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Uh, worldwide was a little higher at thirty million six hundred and so. Um. So. So I mean, sixty million dollars. That's a huge hit. Is worldwide separate than gross? Yeah. No. Or I know. Yeah. No. no. It's U.S. and then worldwide. Okay. Gross is total. Okay. So gross. I guess this is U.S. gross then that I have written down here, and so, then worldwide is separate. World worldwide would be including the U.S. Okay, then gross. Then worldwide would be the three thirty million six hundred. Okay, all right. I thought seventy. I thought, okay, so on. Thousand gotcha. dollars. Um, so either way, it was yeah. a success. Um, and it was very interesting getting into this because I found out so much cool stuff. Like it was. Uh, I I was watching so many documentaries. It was fantastic. Um, but as far as cast and crew, it's not a very heavy crew in no. this film. You have David Naughton who plays David Kessler, who, of course, is David, who turns into the werewolf. Uh, you, have you get Gr- to see his dick a lot. There's a lot of peen. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of uh, David I peen. I couldn't tell if it was circumcised or not, like the nurse who apparently <laughs> identified him as Jewish, but it's definitely there. I, it's definitely there. I didn't All look the that time. closely. But yes, there was definitely it's a lot of peen. It's in front of kids. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hiding it with, behind balloons. <laughs> that scene, I have to admit, rewatching, I'm like, oh, he comes off super creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Standing and in a lady's dress. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. I, I, honestly, if I was her and the guy that had been staying in my place came in wearing a lady's jacket, go back out the door. That's not my jacket. I don't think she has a whole lot of options for well, her. No. She, I think she's got really low self-esteem. She truly does. Because she attached she, herself to that unconscious man immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have problems with She a her. bit of a hoe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she a bit of a hoe. Oh, yeah. you have nowhere to stay? Let me adopt you. I know you've only oh, been here I in my house for one five. Bed, but I've I've only I've only had three one night stands. Yeah, but so seven people I before. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's make it eight. Yeah. And as Ron was watching, and I it, love you. Yeah, no. Like, okay. My favorite part though. He's a bastard. During case. that horrific sex scene, because that is a terrible sex scene. I, I, I guess, it is awful. Which one, the shower or the porno? All of them. Just so, all of them are terrible. So watching it, I realized this was the first movie I ever saw sex. Really? really? I don't know how old I was. I'm pretty sure it was young. But this is the first movie I ever saw sex. That's so that's fun. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't Childhood take notes memory. for your first if, time. If Ragnar has any complaints, he can blame this movie. Because this is where I learned everything, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ew. No, it's no good. No good. Yeah, that Weird sex scene was rough. kissing and back rubbing. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's <laughs> no, a lot. No going below the mid-back back rubbing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I bet you they were dumb enough to use soap as lube. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, the, the sex scene was terrible. And then Ron and I are watching, and he's like, wait a minute. He's gonna put wear babies in her. I was like, oh my god, you're right. Yeah. No, my brain went there too. I was like, that blood 
storyline's not over. <laughs> Devich is pregnant. She's gonna have a litter. Oh my gosh, no! I, I literally, I, I lost it. I go, it's not passed that way. It's not an STD. So calm down. How do you know? It is passed through. It's saliva. In the it's in the blood. Which means, oh, that's true. It oh, could definitely be passed through sex. Of, that's that son of the American world. It's I gotta say, <laughs> that's I where would American rather werewolf have that than the fucking fly baby. That's, that's how American Ew. werewolf in Paris. That's Ooh. where American werewolf in Paris came from. <laughs> They're just the werebabies from this movie, <laughs> dude. Okay, so I did watch that again. I did watch that today too, just because. And that movie is fucking terrible. Oh, it is. But you gotta love no. the song from Bush. Uh, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's an amazing I, song. It's the '90s. The music so in the good. '90s is amazing. The movie was fucking terrible. I was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, this is bad. Well, because it's almost a frame-for-frame frame reboot of Amer- an American Werewolf in London. It, it's, just, it, it's just brought into the 90s, and it is rough. And the CGI is the terrible. Acting, the acting in both is terrible. But the oh, acting yeah. in that one is just, like, really bad. terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you guys love each other, too. How amazing is that? You've known each other for five seconds. <laughs> I can't complain because I knew Ragnar for six weeks and I got married. Yeah. But at the same time, like, y'all are fucking stupid. But that's not 24 hours. Like, like that's longer than 24 hours. Syndrome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just met you. Let's get married. Fucking Anna. <laughs> Do what? Anna oh. from Frozen. I've only known you for like 35 minutes. Let's get married. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? I love her. Dude. <laughs> she's so she she's a, my favorite. She's a stereotypical crazy redhead she in is, a good way, though. She is definitely like my spirit animal. I love her. <laughs> she's, she's great. She's funny. Yeah. Um, Elsa's stupid. <laughs> So then you've got uh, Griffin Dunn, who plays Jack Good- Goodman. I, Gryffindor. I, I, Gryffindor! No, Griffin Dunn, um, who I actually just recently watched him in After Hours. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a Martin Scorsese flick. Ron asked me to watch it, and it is actually, it's not a bad movie. It was actually kind of like, it's like this perpetual shit show, and then he ends up at work the next day, and you're like, okay, that was bananas. You just see his whole, like, Epic, like, basically failure of a night <laughs> that happens. And then uh, he ends up going back to work the next day. Hmm. Um, but I had just seen him. So seeing him again in this uh, always always brings a smile to my face. Because I actually love him as Jack. Jack is probably... I, I, I like Jack. Jack might be my favorite character. I'm not even going to lie. I gotta, I gotta say, I love the whole, like, zombie angle. Oh, yes. That, like, not the violent, undead. The undead. Not violent. Can't die. I'm just going to sit here rotting away. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Kill yourself, please. I look, I look back. Can you end my existence by ending yours? That would be great. That'd be Thanks. great. I'm just going to sit here and watch if you were with real, my face falling off. If you were a real pal. As he itches just, his nose. I know. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this and I'm that like. Was great. <laughs> so funnily enough, in that scene, yeah. uh, Griffin Dunn was actually really threatened by the puppet. Because he, it's a third of his character. It's a third of his on-screen time as the puppet. So oh. what they ended up letting him do was he was the one actually manipulating and oh, controlling see, the puppet. I honestly didn't know if it was a puppet or if it was just really intense makeup. No, it's makeup. a puppet. Okay. So the, the final, uh, when he is literally in the, bones, theater. In, the in the porno theater, is a puppet. But I thought it was really cool that because he was threatened, they let him be the puppet, which I thought was kind of kind of funny. Um, His makeup is amazing. Like oh, the, yeah. Especially the initial one. Oh, so... With all the gore. All the gore. And the little and the flappy. Little, the flappy skin. Which, that was just a happy accident. Yeah. The reason why it's flapping is because they had just, like, done all the blood and the everything spirit for... spirit gum didn't stick? No, no, no. They had just done all of the, like, wetting spray, everything for the, the yeah. film. And it was a happy accident that there just was a little bit too much on that. And it was yeah. just flap, 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 flap. No, But it was everybody really was cool like, looking. oh, my gosh. But the makeup was so gnarly yeah. that 
everybody on set while they were filming. Yeah. Like they couldn't they look were at him. Out. They couldn't look at him. They're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And and Griffin Dunn actually became super duper depressed. Oh yeah, because nobody would pay attention. No, no, no. Actually, he was like freaking out. He's like, my mom could never see me like this. He actually for the it was so disturbingly good done that he's like, this is what I would look like if I was dead. Yeah. It fucked with his mind. Interesting. It really, it it really shook him like a lot because like uh, Rick Baker was putting on the makeup one yeah. day and he could just feel John, um, Griffin just sliding further and further into the makeup chair. Mm -hmm. And he's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And, and he's like, are you? And he's like, was like, just kind of like let it out. Like he's like yeah. this and da, 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 da. And so, yeah, like he had to talk to Landis, everything. And luckily he did come out of it, obviously, the yeah. more that he got in into having to have it on and stuff. And he came around about it. But yeah, it it initially, because it was so realistic, yeah. it messed him up. Interesting. Um, That's really interesting. I I keep thinking about this the the Paris one when with the girl mm -hmm. and she sneezes and her eyeball pops out of her face. <laughs> And no. then they show her eye, like her, her view, and she's looking at her tits and her eyes just dangling. I'm like, this movie's so stupid. It but is. the makeup's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, uh, some good makeup can make even a stupid one good. Yeah. See, I was kind of hoping that we would see him again as just a talking skeleton. I know. I know. He's I'm right there. Yep, there he is. How you doing? Hey. Because, like, the way that you see Griffin's him at the bar. constantly deteriorating. My brain very is like, fast, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's within like, one month, and he is he is nothing rotting away. Yeah. And he's like, "There's more, more than just me here. There's a lot more people." And I'm sitting here like, "So, what if somebody who's trapped in limbo that can't get out is just chilling there? Is are you just talking to a skeleton right now? Eventually, because like he's like, we, how do you know what it's like to talk to a corpse? And I'm sitting here like, I bet you talk to bones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. That's funny." Um, no, I, I think, yeah, eventually they have to be a skeleton. There won't be any flesh there. Mm -hmm. So, um, another one would be, and we kind of touched on Jenny, um, a gutter who plays nurse Alex Price. Yeah. Um, and, and she'd be a whore. She'd be a whore she's so bad. She's she, fucking she is, retarded. She is dumb bitch. She's David. So she's talking to the wolf. David. David. Is no, he's not fucking I in there, love, bitch. He is dead. No, I love that he's like, I just talked to my dead best friend. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Like, are you fucking serious right now? She was retarded. Can you watch out for like, signs of mental I decline? I just talked to my best dead I, best friend. He tells me I'm a werewolf. Sounds awesome. Let's fuck in the shower. I think she was actually an orderly. They just gave a nurse's <laughs> outfit. Gave she was retarded. <laughs> she did not go to any sort of nurse training. No. It was, it was just stupid bad. woman. She She's a hot mess. She was a hot mess. <laughs> and then you have John Woodvine, who plays Dr. J.S. Um, Hirsch. Who So Dr. Hirsch is the voice of reason throughout yeah. all this. He's the one actually like, is he having mental decline? And yeah. stupid bitch is like, no, it's fine. He's fine. Everybody's fine. fine. He woke up in the zoo. It's fine. Like, he's a dumpster fire walking on two feet. It's fine. <laughs> Until the food move comes out. Then he's crawling up for legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did like Frank Oz as his little cameo. He's in. So Frank I was trying. I know. I yeah, was trying was to pinpoint him. Mr. Collins. He's the uh, ambassador for the U.S. Oh, that was him. That's Frank Oz. I don't think I've ever seen him in person before. Really? You can hear like, Yoda when he speaks. See, I was like, God, his voice is annoying. <laughs> 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 now I know why. Oh that's my goodness, funny. that's too funny. I was like, God. He's um, and then you kind of have these two beatnik cops. You have Inspector Villar, uh, 
Villiers, or however you pronounce it, and Sergeant uh, McManus, played by Don McKillop and Paul Kember. And they're as useful as an asshole on your elbow. They're just well, the like, other guy was trying. <laughs> he at least. was. The, the sergeant was trying so hard, yeah. and the inspector's like, "No, I don't care what you say." Which peon. is why when he gets killed, you're like, "Yay!" Yeah, his head gets ripped off. <laughs> Props, happy. Oh, dude, the fun of the kills in this, and the body count in this film is total sixteen. So, so this is actually one of those. Is that including violent. the car accident? Yes. Because there were yes. so many in there the car so accident. Many. Awesome. <laughs> there were so many. There were so many. And one of them, so when when the one guy gets thrown, hit by the car and into the plate glass window, yeah. that is John Landis. Oh, that's funny. He cameoed. Um, and and so I found that out and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then as it's watching like it, I was like, thrown from a car and then run over by a Mer. car. Well, he, <laughs> funnily enough, the reason he wanted to do it, he used to be a stuntman before okay. he became a writer and director. So found out all really, really cool things. Um, but yes, I was literally keeping a running tally, running tally. And as I saw each corpse, and I'm like, that one got hit by a car. That one got its head rolled over. That one got ejected. That was that my one, favorite. Was like, <laughs> the guy whose head popped like a fucking melon. <laughs> yes. 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 So um, if I'm not mistaken, please don't, you know, string, string me up, listeners. But I'm fairly certain it's 16. I feel like it's got to be more. No, it was. Like, I was like, burp, burp, yeah. burp, burp. I was I was really watching it. Um, but it, it still, at 16, puts it at one of the higher body counts for a horror movie for that for that time period well or? no in general interesting in general because think about even like jason Voorhees in an average film he maybe gets what eight kills eight kills under his belt roundabout freddy freddy gets one if it's depending on if it has multiple people gets, involved. Um, more. well he, if you have more than one person involved yeah like two or three because you, they spread the fear in the small group but yeah uh, sorry to correct you. It's actually twenty-seven deaths. I was gonna wow. say. I was just looking it up too. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Damn, yeah. there were, were way many that Jack I missed Goodman. in the car scene. I, then I think it's the it's the uh, the car accident. Yeah. There, there was so was a many lot happening. More. Yeah. Well, also there's four men that were killed by um him after he changed, but you also got to count the people that the um nightmare werewolves killed. Oh, those. Don't oh count. no 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 no! I'm talking they about. Do count. No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. If you're, if you're I was counting people getting killed in. Yes, the... I meant by the where, like the werewolf situation, like and the chaos ensued by the werewolf. That's what I meant. Not, See, not I wouldn't in count dream kills. I didn't. That's yeah. what's a hallucination kill. I'm, yeah. I, I'm just reading what came up happen. on the actual. Like, Which that would kill be. Count. That would actually have been the brother, yeah. the sister, the dad, the mom, and Nurse Alex. So that's another five. But you know what? I'm, I'm only missed one because I was at sixteen. If we include the dream kills, that's twenty-one. So there's one more in there that I may have missed in the car scene. Not bad. Not uh, bad figuring I stood and I, or sat and watched it. Six people died in the car accidents. Okay. Which but that I, it seems like it should be more. I, it was a lot. It was so sudden, but it was so great. Like, just because, again, it's that paramount of chaos. I mean, that was a hell of a climax of, of a scene. Whoa. What's going on with you? So I'm reading this, and because I'm looking at the kills and who died for what, and it's like, number 27 is David Kessler. I swear it said boobies. It's bobbies. Yes! I was the like, same thing. I had to go, I was like, no. He died by boobies? Like, was it a porn movie? And I was like, no, it's bobbies. Okay. It's the police. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's an unfortunate name for the police. <laughs> Here come the boobies. Here we come the boobies. Bobby. Here come the boobies. Oh my goodness. Um, and then of course. And how did they not shoot her? Like, you know they're not that dead on accurate. She was standing two feet from the oh, thing. Oh yeah, I know. And they shot a, the bullets ricocheted around. Around her. <laughs> Movie went motion. around. Um <laughs> to get all sides of him from <laughs> literally. 
stupid. Your rubber bullets. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're tracker bullets. <laughs> pew, pew. So, um, and then of course, um, in the slaughtered lamb, there's Brian Glover, who is the chess player, who um, basically tries to discourage word of mouth about the werewolf situation. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, what? So apparently, um, David was not circumcised, so they had to avoid full frontals. To, to make so sure they didn't that contradict they didn't, their, so that they couldn't joke. contradict themselves. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> why not just drop the line? I don't Honestly, know. why not just drop you, the line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm personally okay with not having a close up to tell. No, I'm good. So I'm fine. I'm good. It's uh, just that one a to funny, the funny detail that they they could only view it from the side so that you couldn't <laughs> so tell, you tell that it wasn't it wasn't uh, circumcised. Yeah, oh it didn't it didn't have a turtleneck. Don't <laughs> we don't want to lie about you having a sweater. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then of course there's uh, David Shufield, who was the dark player, um, which I know and I p- p- picked up right away was from Hell. Because that was the last movie, or the most recent film I've seen him in. He's also in Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. as one of the English, um, what are they called? Oh, I know. He, he was in Gladiator. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he I was one of the senators Gladiator. in Gladiator. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah. And then um, Brian Glover, of course, Ron picked out um, from Alien 3 because he is basically, like, the the head boss guy in the um, prison? prison compound that Ripley's in. All right, um, so that's cast and crew, um, and there, there of course are other other like smaller roles, but those are the heavy hitters. Um, the main two being, of course, Jack and David. Um, so the synopsis for American Werewolf in London is that you've got these they they say college kids, but basically these two guys that are backpacking across Europe, and they are up in like up in the Wales part of England, mm-hmm. where apparently there is a werewolf that has been running on muck. And um, they I come love up. How they're just fine with it. Yeah, like they're like, <laughs> he goes out there. We stay in the pub. It's fine. <laughs> like, we just don't go out when it's a full moon. It's totally fine. He has a couple of sheep. It's good. Um, so they end up coming to the slaughtered lamb, um, which I absolutely told Ron, Ron if he could find me a T-shirt of that, I would totally wear it because it's amazing. Um, where they go in and are immediately like the bar goes quiet. Because they're outsiders, you know, everybody's like, what the fuck are they doing here? And, you know, it is a night of the full moon. And so they go in and immediately uh, Jack notices on the wall the pentagram or pentangle, as he calls it, but the pentagram that's on the wall and inquires as to why it's there. And um, they give them, you know, they don't they don't really go into it. They're just kind of like... um. Trying, trying to skirt the issue, essentially. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't want to. Well, as soon as, as soon as they ask about it, they throw them out. Yeah, exactly. Like no, no, yeah. they were all yeah. fine with them until they asked about the thing, you and then they're like, "No, me. you have to go." Yeah, the dartboard guy. He's mm-hmm. like, "You made me miss. I never <laughs> missed that board." And they're like, "Ah, oh, we gotta, we gotta get the fuck out of Dodge." But before they do, they of course leave them with the warnings of beware of the moon, uh, stick to the roads, and keep clear of the moors. Which, um, how big of an idiot which are these guys? None of them. Because, like, okay, first of all, you two idiots are, like, aimlessly backpacking through Europe. Fine. 
But then you're not even, you're just going to think that you're going to be okay. You'd like, do you, I, I don't know. Like you don't seem very well supplied to just be walking off road in somewhere you have never been. And not even no. that, these dumb, dumb shit somehow get off of a straight fucking trail. Yeah, like, how because they start veer off of a fucking yeah. straight trail. So mm-hmm. I do have They're a clip stupid. that I want to play because it is exactly that. So let's let's go ahead. Did you hear that? I heard that. What was it? Could be a lot of things. Yeah. The coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. <laughs> the coyote. The hound of the Baskervilles. Pecos Bill. Heathcliff. Heathcliff didn't howl. No, but he was on the moors. <laughs> it's a full moon. Beware, Beware the, the moon. moon. And stick to the road. Oops. <laughs> Y'all deserve to die. <laughs> I thought we go back to the slaughtered land. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We're lost. Oh, shit, David. What is that? I don't know. Come on. Come on, where? Anywhere. I think we should just keep moving. So the, the werewolf howl was actually a mixture of seven different animals hmm. intermixed. It's like to shooting. Make circling us. Kind of, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. What's the plan? Plan? Let's just keep walking. Let's ride a lovely stroll on the moors. Tra-la-la-la-la. Isn't this fun? <laughs> in front of us. You think it's a dog? What kind oh, of shit. fucking dog what is that? Is it? Bear, man it's bear pig. dog or something. Come on, turn slowly. Let's walk away. Nice doggy. Good boy. Come on, Jack. Walk away. Walking away, yes. Here we are, walking away. Can you see anything? No. Sounds far away. These Not idiots didn't even enough. bring a Come fucking on. flashlight. Come Jack, on. What? Where are we going? I don't know. I'll tell you when we get there. Okay, because... Oh! <laughs> you really scared me, you shithead. You couldn't help me up for what? <laughs> and then I love how he's like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. booking it. He's like, bye, friend. <laughs> like, you just, you just you asked him to help you up, and now you want to ditch his ass. Poor Jack is like, help me. And he's like, nope. Jack. Jack. There's his oh, conscience. Oh, oh, Jack. After he's oh, already been eaten alive. Sad. Just laying there bleeding out. Jack. Oh. All right. So. Uh, of course, that scene kind of shows a little bit of the dynamic of the two guys and that they're best friends doing this trip. And then, of course, it it, it escalates to Jack getting slaughtered by the werewolf and eaten. eaten. Because David's a douche. And yep. David's a douche. So, again, when this was being filmed um, and that scene came up, this was kind of interesting. So Rick Baker made several different werewolf heads for the different scenes. So some had hard fangs for, like, doing damage and bites and things like that. 
This one, however, was a brand new, like they had just finished it. These heads took like, you're talking like six months of production for some of these yeah. heads. And this one, like Rick Baker's like, hey, look, we're gonna, I'm gonna rip you up, but this this werewolf head, it's actually very delicate. It's kind of fragile. Like, please don't beat the shit out of it. And fucking Griffin, like, he starts losing his mind, acting like he's dying, and he rips it off. He rips the whole fucking face of the werewolf off of, like, the skull. And, like, Rick Baker's like, really? Like, seriously? So, and then an interview when he was talking about this, and, you know, Griffin is was kind of a douche. He's like, hey, it's acting. Burr, burr. Uh, if Rick, it was acting, he would have acted like he yeah. ripped its head off no, and not and actually so, ripped it off. Well, so what ended up happening was Rick Baker instead, he he put the the head back together together and he just beat the fuck out of Griffin from then on for that scene. <laughs> just beat the fuck out of him with the werewolf head. And he goes, maybe, and my favorite quote when I was watching it is he goes, maybe I should have put in the hard teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but with, um, that scene again, Griffin, he doesn't have, Jack doesn't have a lot of screen time. He really doesn't. You see him in the beginning, you see him as he rots and then that's it. Like, yeah. it's not a super long movie. So during that scene when Griffin is acting mm-hmm. and he's, he, he did so well that he actually sent chills up several of the other people's, like the uh, costume designers and the special effect artists, like assistants, mm-hmm. because it's middle of the night. It was freezing rain. The rain that they're walking in was done with uh, rain pipes. Mm-hmm. The rain pipes were so cold because of it being so cold at night. They had to wrap the rain pipes in hot water bottles to yeah. keep them flowing. When they were done filming, and then, I mean, these guys are just wearing parkas and backpacks, like that's it. Freaking Landis, everybody's in head-to-toe, like, winter gear. Mm-hmm. They were so cold by the end of the shoot that they go up and they would, like, touch them, and their parkas would just crunch, just, and they had chunks <laughs> of ice in their hair. They were free, literally freezing to death, which made me feel super bad for the elder gentleman who played the, the mur- well, not murdered, to me he's murdered, the murdered werewolf um, at the beginning, the old man that you see lying naked. I couldn't even tell he was an old man. Oh, really? Yeah, he was an old dude. Um, I mean, it's it's a quick scene when you see the 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 dead werewolf, and of course he's changed back to a human at that point. He it was again so cold you just see steam mm-hmm. rising off rising off of the body, which yeah. worked great for the film. Yeah. Felt terrible for the poor guy laying in the fucking field freezing his balls off, but looked great on film. No, it does. It makes for a good transformation. It did. Mm-hmm. It, it really Effect. really did. Um, so then what ends up happening, of course, is the townspeople at the, at the slaughter land basically tell Scotland Yard that, oh, they were attacked by a deranged lunatic and there we were got witnesses the and yeah. we shot him and Scotland Yard's like, okay, cool. Sounds great. Like this inspector and the sergeant are Which, like, awesome. Like with all that going on, why did they really need to talk to David? Because they didn't listen to anything he said anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to tell you that we don't care about your testimony. It's cool. It's not a wolf. We don't care if you said it was a wolf. Yeah. Like, we don't care if you have a hand by hand. We don't care if your memory is functioning. We were told this. Um, And honestly, it was to propel the story. And um, I did find it interesting that, of course, David wakes up three weeks later, right before the full moon. Mm -hmm. And then he gets his first visit from Jack as the undead. Right. Um. And I am going to now let us hear Jack's conversation with David. Can I have a piece of toast? Get the fuck out of here, Jack. 
Thanks a lot. No, I can't take this. Am I asleep now, awake or what? I realize I don't look so hot, David. But I thought you'd be glad to see me. David! You're hurting my feelings. Hurting your feelings? Has it occurred to you that it might be unsettling to see you rise from the grave to visit me? Sorry to be upsetting you, David. But I had to come. Aren't you supposed to be buried someplace in New York? Yeah. Your parents came to my funeral. I was surprised at how many people came. Now why should you be surprised? You were a very well-liked person. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? Well, I liked you. Debbie Klein cried a lot. Oh, God, am I asleep now or what? So, so, you know what she does? She's so grief-stricken. She runs to find solace in Mark Levine's bed. Mark Levine? An asshole. Life mocks me even in death. I'm going completely crazy. I like that line. I don't know why it makes me laugh. David! What? Now, I'm really sorry to be upsetting you, but I have to warn you. Warn me? We were attacked by a werewolf. I'm not listening to this. On the moors, we were attacked by a lycanthrope, a werewolf. I was murdered, an unnatural death. And now I walk the earth in limbo until the werewolf's curse is lifted. Shut up. The wolf's bloodline must be severed. The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. What? Please believe me. You'll kill people. Nurse! Listen to me! Nurse! The supernatural, <laughs> the power of darkness, it's all true. The undead surround me. Have you ever talked to a corpse? It's boring. <laughs> I'm lonely. Take your life, David. Kill yourself before you kill others. Please don't cry. All right, so there we have Jack kind of breaking down the nitty-gritty of the Curse of the Werewolf. Um, and, of course, you have um, David not believing it, obviously, um, even though, you know, he has no no other explanation for his current situation. Yeah. Um, and um, and then literally fucking Whore McWhorepants nurse Alex comes in, and she, he like, fucking kisses her. I was like, what is going on? What are you doing? Like, you're sitting here sobbing, having a mental breakdown because you're talking to a zombie, yeah. and then this chick comes in and you just lay one on her, like, what is that? The only thing I can think <laughs> of is to, like, because he feel, he feels like he's hallucinating, is to try to connect. See if it's real? Like, yeah. ground himself? That's, that's literally the only thing I can think uh, of. It was still stupid. But, yeah. I mean, it just... Well, obviously it worked, because <laughs> bitch fucking fucked him. So, I mean... Oh, Lord. That was the kiss that sealed the deal, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to take you home now. Yeah. Do you have a place to stay? Oh, dear Lord. She is a hot mess in this movie. <laughs> dear goodness. Um, yeah. No. She, she, she's a mess. She's a mess. So what ends up happening is David doesn't fucking listen and ends up turning into a werewolf. He goes through and he has this horrible, painful, 
this amazing transformation scene yeah where again we get to see rick baker in like his glory yeah essentially i mean he again had these werewolf heads that he had rigged with all of these different um plunger systems and apparatuses and balloons and everything just so they would bulge and break and come out and all yeah. of these things to stretch make it the face. stretch the face and 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 form it into a snout from you know a human face like yeah. all of this amazing amazing special effects it, all practical which it is it was um, really awesome. good because it made you could see when it was when it was the puppet and the wolf you could still kind of see how it looked like like David, yeah. like the actor. Yes. So it was very cool. Yes. And, um, you know, he, one of the interesting things was when they did, so you, you see him, his hands stretch and you see his legs, you know, stretch into like yeah. dog, you know, wolf hindquarters, all of these things. You see him getting covered in hair. So in order to achieve these, they actually filmed it out of sync. Yeah. And they started with David, the hairiest, and then went backwards. Mm -hmm. Because they, and, and to do like the effects, they would push hair through and then they would pull it back and then they ran it backwards mm -hmm. to make it look like it was growing. And as I was finding out all of these different things and how they did it, it was really cool because they didn't, they wanted to get away from what they called a fade shot, which is what they do in the original 1941 Wolfman yeah. and any of the earlier Wolfman movies where it's just putting basically filters upon filters mm -hmm. over over the person then replacing it with, you know, the prosthetics and everything else. Um, so it was super duper cool to um, just to see all of that. And I mean, just to see the physical pain, because again, prior to American Werewolf in London, none of the transformations were painful mm -mm. for these men becoming Wolfmen. They were just become the werewolves and bibbidi bobby boo Right. So I, it was, um, I think, really smart of Landis to, you know, basically make it, he's burning up, all of those things. Because now when you see a werewolf movie, you see they're hot, they are, it's not a comfortable transformation, well, I all mean, of a, these things. A, a canine runs at a hotter temperature than a human anyway. Yep. So they're basically on a normal temperature they're running at a, a human's fever temperature. Yes. So that's why you're burning up, plus mm -hmm. all the actual like chemical changes that are going on in yeah. your body. In a metabolic. But um, seeing the actual like a non-painful transition for any werewolf, and you're like, okay, well, it's just your natural whatever mm -hmm. transition. But then you're seeing like it has to hurt. It like physically yeah. has to hurt. All of your bones are, are reforming. Yeah. And they're breaking, they're yeah. stretching, there's muscles yeah. tearing. You're going through the world's worst growth spurt. Yeah. Like it has to hurt. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's caught so well on this. I mean, just like the way they did the musculature of the back, the spinal cord coming mm. up. Like it is impressive. And yeah. then to get to the full-size puppet is just amazing. Yeah. It, it's just an, was an so amazing. Fat. <laughs> He's so fluffy. <laughs> so, fat. so fluffy. Such a fat wolf. <laughs> like that dude ate too much. And he had skinny legs. It was a weird proportion. <laughs> Skipped leg day. <laughs> he did. It was just all body. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so he goes through, he ends up killing at least six people no six people on his first night of being a werewolf he was busy yeah he was, he was a busy werewolf he was a busy he was a busy boy um and so we get to see jack you know he pops in you know again to to ask david 
to please kill himself so that, you know, he can be at rest and everything else before he kills. Doesn't listen. David goes out, slaughters, murders six people, and then realizes he's trying to turn himself into freaking a Bobby, and he's like, arrest me, you know, and he's trying to tear down London, and he's... And fucking Alex is just like, no, you're fine. She was such a rag in this movie. She's an idiot. <laughs> she was She's so an annoying. Idiot. And I didn't he remember. He should have killed her. I know. He should have just mauled, ripped, that her, been nice. ripped her throat out. He was going to, but then he got shot. I know. Yeah, could have done this all a favor. Long. Could have done all a favor. I love you. Oh my Oof. goodness. She was annoying. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a fan. It was dumb to throw a love story in this movie. <laughs> It was. It, really it was. was. It was unnecessary. I'm not, not going to lie. Like, I it mean, was just pointless. It didn't It didn't humanize him. It no. made both of them look retarded. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just not, not good. Not, no. how you, not how you do it. Not how you do it. No. Just enjoy a good werewolf story. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, um, excuse me, but essentially, yes. So he goes on this killing spree and then we see... Jack come to him again, and he's even more decomposed. Mm -hmm. All and green. He, and he's all green, and he's got, like, half of his face is now skull, and he welcomes him into a porno theater, which is, funnily enough, so that porno theater is in Piccadilly Circus mm -hmm. in London. And originally, when they scouted the location, it showed, like, cartoons. Mm -hmm. It was a cartoon theater, so, like, Looney Tunes, things like that. So when they came back, like, several years later to actually film, it didn't turn into a smut theater. It turned into a porno theater. So now Landis was like, okay, I guess we're going to shoot it here. Let's make a porno yeah. movie for this movie just to be ridiculous. And it was again they had touching a $10 into the million roots. dollar budget. They could have paid for a couple of clips of a pre made porn movie. Nope. They didn't have to own. write a porn they movie. They made their own. And film a oh porn movie. And, and just to have it in the background. So you fucking one of, one of the outtakes. <laughs> One of the outtakes, you actually see Landis, and he's sitting in front of this little makeshift, like, half house thing. And next thing you know is the house fall, the house that falls, and, like, you just see the porn people fucking in the background. And it was an outtake. And it's just, it's, I'm just like, you just, yeah, that's just not, that just didn't need to happen. No. And, like, but he wanted the, I think the, he wanted that comedic element. So this movie has been described as, it's a, a horror movie, it shouldn't be funny, and it's funny, it shouldn't be a horror movie. Yeah. So it is met with a lot of mixed reviews. Well, pe when people went to go see this, they were expecting a comedy, and then they were like, the people who weren't, like, don't Ready. watch horror, yeah. and don't, they, they, like, ran out of the theater. Yeah. This, like, is, this is not Animal not House. This is not Blues Brothers. <laughs> Normally, it's feel good. Which this they wanted okay. the Blues Brothers in this movie. Did you know that? I did not. They As wanted John, they, No, they wanted John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd to be the act, the main actors. Are you serious? But oh my gosh. was like, no. An American Blues Brothers yeah. in London. That would be kind of fantastic. Yeah. Or on a mission from God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that would have been fantastic. Um, so yeah, so they go into the porno theater. Yeah, and Jack basically again pleads to David, and we have that here. So much seventies porn music. There's so much Thank moaning you. in the scene. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know if it was me that killed those people last night. I don't remember doing it. I just woke up in a wolf cage. What about the zoo? Well, even if I'm not the wolf man, I'm crazy enough to do something like that. I and mean, look at me. Here I sit in a 
porno theater in Piccadilly Circus talking to a corpse. I'm actually That's glad why we to need see to be our $2.99 a minute Patreon content. Ooh. <laughs> I want you to meet some people. David Kessler, this is Gerald Bringsley. Gerald's the man you murdered on the subway. We thought it best for you not to see him, as he's a fresh kill and still pretty messy. Yes. That movie is so loud. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this to My me? My ears feel this dirty. This isn't Mr. Goodman's idea. <laughs> dirty birdie. He's your good friend, whereas I am a victim of your carnivorous lunar activities. It's so British. <laughs> just the way he sounds. Brinsley, he deserved to die. I'm too. sorry. I have absolutely no idea what to say to you. You've left my wife a widow and my children fatherless. And I understand I am to walk the earth in limbo, one of the living dead, until the wolf's bloodline is severed and the curse lifted. You must die, David Kessler. This witchy poo finger. David? This is Harry Berman. These two made and me his laugh. fiance, Judith Brown. Hey. Hello. Hello. And these gentlemen <laughs> are Alf, Ted. They could not be less Joseph. affected by the fact that they're dead. Can't say we're pleased to meet you, Mr. Kessler. <laughs> the homeless guys are more pissed, pissed than, the, than the, than the couple who life. kissed weird. It's easy for you to say you're, you're already dead. No, David. Harry <laughs> and I and everyone you murder are not dead. The undead. Why are you doing this to me? Because this must be stopped. So much panting. How shall I do it? Sleeping pills. Not sure enough. I could hang myself. No. No, if you did it wrong, it could be painful. You'd choke to death. So what? Let him choke. Do you mind? The man's a friend of mine. Well, he ain't no friend to me. Gentlemen, please. The gun! Oh. I know where you can get a gun. Don't I need a silver bullet or something? Oh, be serious, would you? Madness. <laughs> oh, a gun would be good. Yeah, that, you just put the gun to your forehead thing. and pull yeah, the trigger. Be serious. You put it in your mouth, you'd be sure not to miss. Thank you. You're all so thoughtful. What does he use? A, a fucking Swiss Army an knife. You douche. A car crash? You could throw yourself in a front of a cute A voice yeah. Swiss Army knife. No, he wasn't serious about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, and here's here's the thing. So I, I'm curious what your thoughts are about that scene. Like, honestly, where you have these these corpses asking, like, basically, how are you going to off yourself? Yeah. How did that sit with you? <laughs> it was fine. I thought they should have, like, done more to do it. <laughs> Facilitated it terrible. more. He was a terrible person. And it he just, is super it's, selfish. It's just annoy annoying as a character, but... Um, I loved how they approached it, how basically um, your victims come back to haunt you. Yeah. I think that's fun. No, I think it was a great. Yeah, I think all concept. serial killers should have their victims haunt them. I think that should be a rule. Fair enough. Holy shit. <laughs> Bundy would have like a fucking concert following him. It'd be bananas. <laughs> I immediately went to um, Dahmer. Oh, yeah, that'd be a lot too. Just body parts. No, that's the thing about the one guy that he poured the acid in the hole in the brain. Oh, he lobotomized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he you got to just... go with Jack the Ripper being chased by gutted horse. Horse? Oh, dude, you imagine <laughs> using a lower intestine as a fucking lasso to bring his ass back to you? <laughs> Problem is, is that I still don't know who he was. <laughs> There's a theory that it's a she. Really? I've never heard that theory. It's a theory that it was a uh, woman killing fellow prostitutes because she thought they weren't supposed to be on the streets. Like, I, I'd have to look it up to find, like, the exact details, but it was a theory that... 
Interesting. Each woman. And now let's take a word from The Den. The Deluxe Edition Network, also known as The Den, is an incredible podcast network that offers a wide variety of entertaining and informative podcasts. With a lineup of shows covering various topics, such as interviews with a wide variety of guests, history, music, relationships, true crime, and so much more. The Den provides content that caters to a diverse range of interests. The hosts and guests on the Deluxe Edition Network demonstrate a deep passion and expertise in their respective fields, making each episode on each show engaging and thought-provoking. The network fosters a sense of community by encouraging listeners to interact through live chats, social media, and forums, creating an inclusive environment for discussion and sharing opinions. With his commitment to high-quality production, the shows in the Deluxe Edition Network continue to captivate and entertain its ever-growing audience. Whether you're a podcast enthusiast or someone looking to explore new topics, The Den is a fantastic platform to dive into and uncover fascinating insights from experts in their fields. The Deluxe Edition Network is the home of independent awesomeness. Talk about the... Yes, um, yes. so Mouse wanted to talk yeah. about the pentagram. Yes. Yes, please. So it actually is a pentagram on the wall. For it to be a pentacle, it has to be in a circle. Okay, yes. I thought it was the other way. Mm. A pentacle is encircled because it's got the CL at the end. A pentacle. Circle. Pen yeah, and yeah. the pentagram is just like an actual triangle. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And there is a very big difference between the way that a, the triangle, not the triangle, the star is drawn. If the uh, star is drawn with the main point, point at up. the top, that is it's a Wiccan symbol. I was going to say, it's good. Yes, and that's also been adopted by Christians in the past and stuff like that to, do, to um, display the perfectionism of... God's creation, the head, two arms, and legs. Mm -hmm. And Wiccans now have the spirit, air, earth, fire, water. The elements, yeah. And if but if it's inverted, it's yes. satanic. And I actually, for us, because I did think, it's because it's a goat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Because goats are bad. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. But yes. Um... <laughs> It, it's really weird because I, I, the reason I, I wanted to say something about it is because there's a lot of times that people will see the standard triangle with the point upwards and they're like, oh, that's satanic. I'm like, no, it's not. No. And actually, it's really funny. I, I didn't know this, but the pentacle and pentagram is actually um, acknowledged by the United States government to be put on headstones. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yep. Interesting. I'm like, I didn't know that. That's nifty as shit. Ooh. All right. I mean... It it would, if it's it's a religious symbol for yeah. for people, I mean that would make sense. Yeah, but like the fact that it's recognized enough for to be allowed to put on the headstone, whereas like there's some that aren't. Yeah. Like if Chase wanted a Norse symbol on his headstone, I'm pretty sure he'd have to fight for it, kind of deal. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, All I right. thought it was pretty cool. That is cool. Thank you, Crystal, for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um. So actually, that's a great great segue. Um. Because here's the thing of where where the pentagram and werewolf came came together. So it is not. It is full Hollywood, werewolves and pentagrams or pen, pent, pentacles. Um, they are not affiliated. It was from 1941's Wolfman because they would actually see the symbol of the pentagram on the next victim of the Wolfman, and that's how they knew. So, yeah, so it was from 1941's. There, um, I, I tried to look. I researched a lot because I was curious. I was honestly curious if that was a thing. Yeah. It's not. Um, where in the... Original idea came for it for um, the 1941 was actually by, I believe it was the screen, one of the screenwriters who was, um, a, he was a Jew and he w was in Germany when Hitler started 
reigning in Germany in 1933. Mm -hmm. And he described the German neighbors that he knew basically be shifting into this feral, like they would become abusive and attack him and, and everything else because it was Hitler's Germany. And so that change, and then, you know, of course, Jews were marked with the Star of David, and so the star, and so that's kind of where that idea came from for hmm. the 1941 Wolfman. So I thought that that was kind of cool, and to see it, of course, brought into nowadays, or 1980, 1981 at least, yeah. was kind of, kind of um, interesting. So that being said, I want to talk about werewolves. Because oh, you don't say. You don't like them at all. I love me some werewolves. <laughs> so I thought this would be cool. I am going to cite that this was provided by the History Channel um, webpage, Thingamajabber, the internets, um, because I can't, I, I want to cite the source, obviously. But I thought it was interesting because I think there are a lot of different werewolf uh, mythology stories. Mm -hmm. I'm curious which one you're most familiar with now, and you as well, Crystal, as far as like werewolves, where, 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 where? Werewolves come from the origin. The origin. I actually have no clue. Really, I have no idea where the origin of of a werewolf or the first. I know the Greek version. Okay, <clears throat> let's let me see where where you are. <clears throat> there was a um, I think his name was Ly Lyothan or something like that. Lycan. No, no, basically that, but it's not the actual like word. Lycan yeah, Ly Lycan. But his family offended the gods by feeding him a sacrifice of a boy that was literally just sacrificed. So they, yep. he cursed them all to be Zeus. Yep, wolves. That's exactly it. He cursed the whole family. Um, and yes, that is the uh, Greek, the Greek origin. Very nicely done, Mouse. Yay. Um, that that is the second. The first one was um, actually thought to be in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is the olden Western prose, when Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. That That is where the transformation from human to wolf started to come from. Mm. Um, so it's very old. Very old, very old. Um, there also are some in Nordic folklore as well. Um, the most notorious being the saga of the Volsungs, which is a story of a father and son who found wolf pelts that would turn them into wolves for 10 days. And during those 10 days, guess what they decided to do? Go on a killing spree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what ended up happening actually was how that ended was the father attacked the son as a wolf and uh, fatally wounded him. But um, luckily, a I, I put this in here for Crystal because I think she'll think it's really cute. A kind raven actually gave a medicinal leaf that cured the wound of the sun, which is how he survives. Hmm. So again, it's Nordic folklore. Um, and I thought that that was really, really interesting. So those are one, two, and three as far as mythologies where the origins of werewolf come from. The next one would actually fall under serial killers or thought of being the origin of werewolves, most notoriously French. Hmm. So there were three... Um, and the most notorious I'll get to at the end, but there were at least three. Their names were Pierre Burgo and Michel Verdun. Um, they apparently allegedly swore allegiance to Satan and um, claimed to have an ointment that would turn them into a wolf, and then they would go and slaughter children. Hmm. And um, they were actually burned at the stake Literally, they were executed and burned at the stake because that was believed to be a way to kill the werewolves. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. Um, and then the next is going to be another. He was known as the Werewolf of Dole, and that's Giles Garnier. 
He was in 16th century. He Again, he had the ointment, turned into a wolf, would kill children and eat them. He was also burned at the stake. Hmm. Um, lots of burning at the stake. Yeah. And this is, I mean, so one of the things is, you know, everyone's very familiar with Salem witch trials. I mean, these werewolf trials were happening a couple hundred years before this witch trials here in America. So, I mean, it was, it was really interesting. Um, but the most notorious would be Peter Stube. Um, he became known as the werewolf of Bedburg, German, uh, Bedburg. Um, so in Bedburg, Germany, basically he would turn into a wolf-like creature and devour people. Uh, mostly, I mean, men, women, children, uh, according to people who said that they saw him, that he had a belt that he wore that would enable him to turn into a wolf, that this was witnessed. Um, but what ended up happening was he was tortured into giving a confession. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. He was tortured into giving a confession. Um, and how they tortured him was absolutely terrible. Um, so they tortured him. Torture in general. Yeah. They tortured him. But then to make him an example, what they ended up doing was they strapped him to a cartwheel. They removed his skin with hot pinchers. And then they removed his head, put it on a stake of a wolf head, and then put it out as a warning for basically devil worshipers. Interesting. Yes. So, I mean, it was it was very, very interesting to find out all of this. And, of course, these real werewolf were, werewolf trials, I'm using air quotes, I know those are right off, so air quotes, werewolf trials, they propel just this terrifying fear of wolves and werewolves mm -hmm. that, I mean, now you can't go anywhere in any culture and not have some variation of shapeshifters or werewolves mm -hmm. or... And some people, it's not even werewolves. It may be the prominent predator. So there'll be were bears or were tigers. So it was just fascinating how this concept of lycanthropy mm -hmm. was applied worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, so now, of course, we've all heard of the curse of the werewolf. Again, this was all Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Came from the Wolfman. The um, the very popular, you know, by uh, a man who says his prayer by nights will become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms at next harvest moon or something like that. I can't remember the exact verbiage, but they thought it was a legit gypsy curse. It's not, it was made for Hollywood. Um, but again, it was just amazing how that little nugget got then propelled into such a worldwide fear. Yeah. I mean, this film, this genre of horror is just as iconic, I feel, as vampires, as, you know, zombies, mummies, Frankenstein's oh, yeah. monster. I mean, this is a, a an amazing, amazing... There are so many different iterations of werewolves. Yes. And, yes. and, and they're so And fun. they're all so different because some, they're, they're, they're all bad. Some, it's good and bad. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's so fun to see the different... Um, the, some, you retain your... Your consciousness, your humanity, some you don't, yep, and you know, others, it's, just it's really it. fun to see the different variations. Yeah, which now brings me, so we, that was our little history lesson. Thank you for yeah. listening. Um, I turned real fast. I did some Googling. You were talking about Germany. Yeah. So actually, um, so there's one that I read, and I think it's fake, but there was this thing, that, uh, an old English folk myth that if you, if you were somebody that loved the werewolf and you called them by their name, they could turn back. But there's also another one that if you threw their clothes at them, they would turn back into a person. Interesting. And the person that posted it was talking about, I'm just imagining a little old grandma waddling out in the middle of the night, get the fuck back here, and throwing clothes at the werewolf. 
So it's a combination of somebody they love and That's clothes. why they had clothes hanging out on uh, clothes strings. But so they could just dress the werewolves really quickly and change them back. Is that why? Yeah, like yeah. run out of the house. It's easy access to the clothes. That's just, why they're outside. Just catapult the boxers yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, why, but, that's, the whole, that's the origin of clothesline. That's where it came from. But trying to figure out if that was real or not, I stumbled upon in the German lowlands, a werewolf could be cured if one were to simply address it three times by its Christian name. Or one Danish belief holds that merely scolding it will cure it. Interesting. I so, mean, it's, a, you, it's you, an unruly child. It's like a child. I was going to say, it's like a child. So either Beetlejuice True. or You middle name it three times and then it takes exactly. you seriously. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, no, that that is. Thank you, Mouse. That's, that is really cool. Um, I do have here some other reasons that people believe in like so lycanthropy is an actual thing it is a very very rare uh mental um psych psychiatric condition where people actually believe they change into wolves but it's very very rare um yes the that's less so, right now so there there's two there's the like what you said with like 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 lycanthropy yes and then there is zone zone the, those are okay. people that they believe that they turn into it the the first one, the L word, because I can't say it, I'll butcher it. Like a therapy. They actually have a event that causes them to break down and they do terrible shit. And that's what gets them that actual title, not the other oh, one. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, no, I, I'm a bear. I, and it's like, they uh, really believe that nowadays shit. Nowadays it's just called a furry. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like legit people who actually think that when they go to sleep, they turn into another animal. And that's the Z one. Interesting. The L is usually uh, associated with like... Um, De uh, dissociative identity disorder, mm -hmm. uh, schizophrenia, stuff like that. They, severe, There's an actual break somewhere. Yes, gotcha. a severe mental snap that what turns them into that, and that's what causes that. That's why it's super duper rare because nobody has a, that extreme of a break. Yeah, well, at least not nowadays. Not nowadays, or not that it's no noted of. Oh yeah. Um. So then there was, of course, lycanthropy and whichever uh, I can pronounce the one that you said now. Um. And then food poisoning. Um, hypertrichinosis, which is uh, lots of hair growth, basically, uh, rabies, and then hallucinogen, uh, hallucinations or taking hallucinogenic herbs. So tripping balls, uh, was another, another way that people be like, I'd be a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I really appreciate you guys letting me do this film. It was super duper fun. The trivia finding out about it, just all of it. And I, I love this movie, uh, despite... Despite the porno scene, the porno scene annoys me just because of the sheer amount of moaning in the background of that scene, which is absolutely obnoxious. Yeah, listening to it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And the sex scene is awful. Um, yes, Ron, do you want to contribute something? You're over there raising your hand. I just had to say, I was watching this with Sammy and watching the sex scene in this movie. I was like, what? This is the worst sex scene I've ever fucking seen. The room was worse. It's definitely not the worst. The room was worse. It, it just it just didn't make any fucking sense to me at all. And also... They the, like rubbing each other's backs. Remember the thing I said about Yeah, the, wolf babies. We already got into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we got wolf. into wolf babies. They must have used a condom. <laughs> <laughs> they used them in the sequel as chewing gum. So, <laughs> such a stupid movie. Such a stupid movie. The fact that Snow said uh, sequel and you were talking about the babies and continuation... I hated the ending of this movie. Why? Because it just ends? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the werewolf's like, dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. But like, but it's it? like just an abrupt, like right into the song. Like, like I know. Yeah, like I know. Ragnar <laughs> and Ron and Stu and all them were talking about on their episode seven. The movie seven was supposed to just black screen end. And like, that's fucking retarded. 
this just black screen ended, it's fucking retarded. <laughs> like, I, I expected at least something. Something. Yeah. Like, no. the doctor going, doing something, or like, at least some something beyond the black screen. I, I think it's fun because it's just like abrupt. We're like, okay, we're done. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, I do like the music. That's, that's, that's how I think it was ridiculous because she's like, I love you. Yeah. yeah. It's just keep it a world story. Yeah. He's dead. And and so there's nothing else to film. I do. I just, I think it makes it funny because it's it's kind of, it's this awkward comedy horror movie. So ending it, abruptly and awkwardly makes sense. Well, the yeah. music also really helps because you've been watching a horror movie and then all of a sudden you've got beach music coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do love how they put the juxtaposition of Blue Moon over the transformation scene in this movie. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Like nothing like heavy metal or anything crazy, nothing score, just Sam Cooke's Blue Moon. We're going to just mm -hmm. let that play in the background. Really it's nice fun. and soft. Nice and mellow. Blue Moon. Um, <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> And his his he doesn't ease into his headache. No, it's like somebody's He's like, immediately holy crap balls. It's like, holy dude, you suck at acting. Yes. Terrible. Yes. Sorry. This Do you know what actually got as him fun in? fun as this movie is, critically, it's pretty bad. Oh, yes. No, Except and for the special effects. Do you know what got David Naughton into this, actually? I don't know. Him singing for Pepsi commercials. <laughs> They're like, we want that guy. <laughs> tracks it tracks oh, oh my goodness. goodness i do i do have to admit i do like the beavis buttheadness that jack and david have in it i do like yeah. their dynamic i like their little rapport when it goes back and forth um i i personally my favorite character is jack do yeah. you have a favorite character in this Meh. i mean jack definitely is the highlight he was funny Mm -hmm. He was annoying when he was alive. He was funny when he was dead. He was funny when he's dead. Yeah, can't I found him can't super annoying guy. alive. I found uh, everybody who's alive in this movie sucks. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I found I the dead people way more interesting. <laughs> the hospital <laughs> director wasn't terrible. Huh? Oh yeah, Hirsch. the hospital director. He wasn't Dr. terrible. Hirsch. No, yeah. he was fine. He yeah, reminded me. He reminded me a lot of Doctor Loomis from Halloween. A little bit. Like that. That's the vibe I got from him. And then, but he he really should have slapped the nurse and the fact that he didn't. Yeah. I'm like, and in this and in the 80s, he could have. Yeah, That's no. why I'm like, like he wouldn't have gotten fired for it or sued or blacklisted. Like you really should have slapped the bitch. And I'm disappointed in you that you didn't. Like somebody needed to. She did need some sense not she, to her. Yeah, she was retarded. Sure. She like, was ridiculous. Not a fan of her. And I like the orderly. <laughs> I don't know. I just push shit around. Yes. <laughs> don't know what's going on with people. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, push I'll, my food I'll take cart. him. He <laughs> was ordinary. He was funny. He was an ordinary orderly. Um. Oh man. No. Uh, do you have a favorite character? There. If I if I'm excluding Jack because Jack was fucking awesome. I did like Jack. Um. Like it has to be the the doctor dude. Dr. Hirsch? Yeah, I, I liked his character. I like how it wasn't really a big dick moment, but when he walked in that bar and he's like, ah, oh, small Guinness. So y'all remember the murder? Y'all hear about the murder? Oh, yeah, no, it just happened yesterday. Yeah. He's like completely casually talking about something that he knows they all know about, but they're all pretending they don't. So it's like the big dick moment of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm just going to talk to you like nothing happened. Pawn takes night. He was awesome. He was a cool dude. I have to agree. I have to agree with that assessment. I I did like Dr. Hirsch because he was the sound of reason. Yeah. He was the only person in this movie that had two brain cells firing. Yeah. Yeah. Which 
I yeah. mean, he was the doctor, so yay. Yay. But still. <laughs> like, Sadly, just... that's not always the case. Um, but no, I, I, um, yeah, I think that this this movie it was super duper fun. It is in time for spooky season. So let's go ahead and round table. And oh, to double down on spooky, I almost forgot. The score for this was done by Elmer Bernstein, who also did Ghostbusters. Interesting. I know, right? So spooky all around. But yes, uh, let's go ahead and round table and we will get, go ahead and do full moons for our werewolf review. Well, before we do that, I want to know what your favorite werewolf movie is. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Go to Crystal first because it's going to take me a minute. Do you want me to go first? Yes, please. Yeah. Underworld. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that. I I love Underworld is just so, there's been a lot of really good ones, but I really do love that they did practical effects for Underworld. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I lost that argument. (laughs) Practical, not CGI effects oh damn for their wolves i was like trying to refresh my memory and i looked up the uh top 20 werewolf movies and Mm -hmm. number one is this yeah (laughs) yeah this this blew the doors off like yeah it really is this was very very um a landmark in this type of like monster movie genre yeah but i think werewolves the best i've seen them done I I love the original underworld okay all right i got mine all right go ahead there crystal van helsing yeah, I love me some Van Helsing werewolves. The only problem I Which have we're covering I, in I, a couple of weeks. I have a problem. The only problem I have is they have Dober ear, Doberman ears. <laughs> Their ears don't fit to them. They, they have balls. Doberman ears. Well, I think they were trying they to go to for hear. the Egyptian uh, maybe, jackal. Maybe like a ja- but, but a wolf's not a jackal. I know. So I think I, it was trying to be like the. I know. Rawr. I know. And they did, except for the ears. You fucked up the ears. That's all that was wrong. Because otherwise, that is like my iconic. So one of my favorites. My favorite. My favorite Stephen King book was it was a short story called Cycle of the Werewolf, and I it was a, a rare book. I loved it. I read the shit out of it. It was it was I could read it in one sitting, but it was my favorite book when I was when I was a kid. And the way that the illustrator did the werewolves, it was very similar to Van Helsing werewolves, mm-hmm. but they, it had the the ears correct. So when I saw Van Helsing werewolves, I was like, Oh, the ears are wrong. Hey, so close. No, no, don't worry about it. His, his whole old owner, the uh, the first version of that werewolf, Dracula just cut his ears into the tape. Just pinned his ears. Yeah, just cropped his ears. It's all good. We're just gonna crop his ears. He's not fierce enough looking. Crop his ears. You know what his original ears look like? Basset hound ears. They just hang down to his knees. I love Dobermans that have the floppy ears. I agree. I don't feel like ear cropping is necessary on Dobies. They're so cute with their floppy ears. All of the dogs that you yes. have, like those stand up ears. Yes. When you see them with the floppers, they're oh my so god, cute. you're so fucking cute. Yeah. Oh, they are. Although we had, um, well, that's like Sprinkles' ears. Hers oh, yeah. flop, but yeah. then when she looks at you the right way, they go, yes. <laughs> ear mode engaged. Yeah, she's like, I'm really paying attention. I hear you oh, talking shit. <laughs> um, so for me, if I had to go with favorite. Okay, am I going with favorite appearance of werewolves or favorite werewolf movie? I would say what your favorite like iteration of a werewolf in a movie. Okay, all right. If we're going with that, then I would have to agree with Van Helsing. That's okay. why, I, why yeah. I picked Van Helsing. Yeah, I would. I would have to go with Van Helsing because it is that is how I. Let me see yours. How I envision a werewolf to look, 
and that's when I draw them, like that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I would have to go with Ben Helsing. Okay. Yeah. But as far as the other in this genre that I think ironically <laughs> ra- 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 uh, rivals an American werewolf is the howling. The Howling is really good. Okay. Um, so again, I'm really excited for you to wa- watch that one because that one will be super fun to tackle as well. Um, but yeah. All right. So, uh, Snow, how many full moons would you give an American werewolf in London? Um, I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. Not bad. Because um, it's very, it, like, I would say three, but I got to give it the extra half and the extra, honestly, where I get my enjoyment in this movie, it's the practical effects. It's 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 the Hard the work. innovation yeah. that they used to create this monster that nobody had ever really seen done that way before. Um, I really love where it led to because based off of this movie, we got thriller because it wouldn't have been done that way without this movie. And I just love thriller and mm-hmm. then just so many more things that developed because of this. Um, the acting is pretty terrible. It is. The script is pretty terrible, <laughs> but the movie is fun. It's effective. It's a fun, like fucked up, funny horror movie. Um, and again, I feel really weird that this is where I first knew saw sex. It's interesting. Excalibur was mine, so I I had a weird metal rape scene. Metal so. metal fire rape. Yeah. That was your yeah. First sex scene. Yeah. I'm trying to now think of what my first sex scene was. This this is Rising Sun. Technically, yes, but that wasn't because I chose it. I didn't choose this Same to be my Excalibur. first sex scene. It's just the no, no, fr- no. it's the I... first movie that I can ever remember like like I would have been at my earliest witnessing sex. So, and I because again, there was no they didn't like well, no, cover no. your eyes. No, like, no, no, but no, like, no. See, that was that was a difference. When my dad took me to see Rising Sun, he did cover my eyes for yeah. those scenes, so I can't really count that. Uh, Can you shut up? We're talking. This is the third time you've interrupted the show. Where is it? You girls talk throughout our show and say something back. Into the mic. Girls... Into the mic. You're like sitting oh, in the I chair into in the, the mic. mic. You're in the chair at the table. I have a good tasting room idea. Well, pray tell us, what is it? Because you're here. <laughs> Top five sex scenes. Didn't we already do this? Nope. I think no. you did. Oh, worst we did sex. worst. Worst sex. And that was our thing for the... That's what it was. Yeah. Never done that either. No, we did it for our category for the Denny's. Yes. That's why we were, worst th- sex that's why we were Yeah, barely chicks did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Oh, it's over there. It's over there on your oh. Halloween stuff. Huh? So that's mine. I give it three oh, and a half for oh, full moons. for technical. Oh. Yes. All right. Ooh. How about you, Crystal? Three and a half. I've got to agree, but I'm giving it my half for a slightly different reason. Okay. I did like the special effects. Yeah, I mean the, the the practical effects. I loved. I loved that. But. I think what I'm giving the extra half for is the fact that he looked like a chunky little overgrown stuffed 
hamster at the end. He, yeah. His legs were so he tiny. Was... He looked like sprinkles with fur. <laughs> like he had yes. tiny little legs and this fat ass body. He is a 17 by 24. Where are sprinkles? I paused this shit and I'm like, yo, how Before could she anyone got fixed, be... that was her once a month. I was like, how could anybody be scared of this thing? It's a giant floof ball. Well, his mouth. Well, his mouth didn't even look that damn scary because it was a mouth this big surrounded by this much fluff. He did. He had a weird body proportion. I don't understand the body proportions. I think it was how they had to do it just to move the puppet. And, that, and then I realized that thing like, about like the joints and how big they were. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of. Because everything was everything was puppet. Everything was being never done. ending story. That wolf did the same thing. It was yeah. a really weirdly proportioned yes. wolf. He looked so much better in the cave. He looked cr- scarier in the cave the until you saw, saw his him, full body. And, and you're, you're like, like, what? You have very little legs and a really weirdly proportioned head to body situation yes. going on. Yes, this guy same thing. Skip leg day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't skip leg day. But his adorable, <laughs> fluffy, fat hamster body is what gets my extra half. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead, Ron. By the way, your lo- Lego dude broke. Your Lego dude's in pieces in front of Sammy. I threw it at her tits. She and he, he just went poof. He did. He went <laughs> So now you got to re-put him back together. I threw it really hard at her boobies. And what? you got Everclear to boot. Look at that. It's sitting right there. Oh, you don't have to go far. It's ready. Ta-da! Why are my clerk figures on the table, by the way? One, I don't know, but Ragnar did it. One to represent every person. He gave the the wigger to That's Randall. Randall's not a wigger. This is apparently Chase. Oh, jeez. There's Stu over here with wings in a bottle. This guy's that's got Loki. the hat. That's Dante. Yeah, so he's got the hat. And he's no, that's the, his head. That's his, his head? head is shaped that way. Yeah. Oh, that's his hair. It's his hair. It looks like a hat. It looks that like the hat that Ragnar always wears. So I figured that's what that was about. That is unfortunate. And his pants are sagging. So that makes sense. You've never has anybody but me seen clerks? No. <gasps> I don't even know what it is. What? Oh. It's on your list. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Ron, and then I will finish this out with my what? Full moons. All right. Go ahead. All right. So for myself, I'm also going to go with three and a half Mm -hmm. um, because it is such an iconic film. I love the practical effects. Rick Rick Baker um, blew it out of the park. I I honestly do love my favorite scenes are not the full floof werewolves, but when you see the heads of the werewolves like Mm -hmm. up close and the amount of detail. Yeah, that to me is just like. I love it. Like, I absolutely love that. Um, The acting of Jack, I think, elevated the entire film. (laughs) He thought so, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Because he was threatened by a puppet. Um, Fucking idiots. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, but no. The the acting, uh, again, critical as far as acting, story, not the best. Um, But then I also, I meant to say... The reason why it took place in London was because of tax breaks, basically, and and, and financial reasons. Sounds basically, like Georgia. Well, they were like, "Hey, if you get in on this EB bill, we'll let you film here for super cheap." And that, but like, you have to have like ninety five percent English actors as your cast. Yeah. Um, and then the reason why they picked London was one of that that particular uh, ED plan, but also because the Victorian like horror thing. It is yeah. the gothic like capital of. Of cinema, yeah, it is one of the most gothic areas in like 
ever in yeah. history. Well, you've got Jekyll and Hyde. And oh, Jack yeah. The Ripper and, and Jack the Ripper. Stuff, and you've yeah. got all, all of the. Th- I mean, you have Mary Beautiful Shelley. That too. Mary Shelley was mm-hmm. there. I mean, you have these. I'm all of it. All the things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, would have been different if they did like a hillbilly version. American Werewolf in Alabama. Man, the hills have eyes. Man, werewolf. Man, 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 Yankee man, man. Werewolf in Alabama. You don't have to worry. Those werewolves don't got no teeth. <laughs> they do, but it's like two. One. It's like one. And they're uh, they're uh, offset. You know what it is? It's like <laughs> when you have a can through. of juice and yeah. you need to pop it open. <laughs> they can't. They they more like a vampire <laughs> bite. They're a derpy vampire. Derpy vampire. They're a dorkfish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm gonna go with three and a half because there are definitely things about this film that I love. Um, the practical effects, like I said, um, all of that. Um, and yeah, it is a super fun movie. I definitely, definitely recommend at least a watch. Um, I think it has replay value, obviously. Um, I really, really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, so three and a half. Um, I wish it did have a stronger story. I wish it did have stronger acting all around. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. You no. get some really sweet ass land- effects. It's a man. landmark film, yes. and it, it, it and, and again, the effects in it are we super cool. Did get thriller from John Landis, so that automatically <sighs> like is amazing. Yeah. So but he got go. hired from Michael Jack. Like Michael Jackson fired his whole staff for that mm-hmm. for that music video when he saw this movie and hired everybody there. Exactly. So yeah. it was yeah. It was it was it's a really really thriller. amazing amazing film. All yes. right, Ron, go ahead. Cheers to BAC, bitch. Oh, all right. Cheers to BAF. And s- no, cheers to BAC. There you go. You're welcome. God. Thanks. Cheers to BAC. Okay. He's looking right at you as he does it. He's making it weird. Yeah. <laughs> cheers to BAC. He's a- Gag on it, bitch. No. Oh, <laughs> I just had a flashback to the conversation earlier with the sign on the wall. All right. So That's thank you, that. listeners. <laughs> Please check us out on Instagram. If you would like us to do a movie, we do do fan requests. Um, like, share, and follow. That's right. Check us out wherever you can get your podcasts. And uh, well, check the boys out, too. They're fun. Yes. Check out Barrel H Flicks. They are fun. We like the boys. And uh, also, we are grateful to be part of the Deluxe Edition Network. There are lots of great shows in there as well. And uh, on that note, take us out, Spooky Snow. Bye. Goats are bad. (laughs) Hi, this is Snow. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Chicks. It's 2023 and the chicks are here. We are so excited to share our future episodes of Barrel Age Chicks, FMK, and Slasher Gal Pals. We hope you are enjoying our shenanigans as much as we do. Give us a follow on Instagram at Barrel Age Chicks. If you like the gals to do a fan request, contact us on Instagram and we will give you a personal shout out on the show. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Good Pods. Swag available through the link on Instagram. Please check it out and thank you for your support. Special thanks to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for his kick-ass music. He is amazing. 
Also, please grab a listen to the guys at Barrel Age Flicks Podcast. If you like booze, hilarity, and movies, check them out. Also, check out our network and other amazing podcasts at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bye till next time, and thanks for listening to our show. The party's leaving!